And we're back, y'all. We're back for another episode, another Virgo to Virgo perception or perspectives. Um, I don't know what I'm really saying right now, but we're just we're happy here. here. We're here. We're happy. Everything's working. Everything's cohesive. We're just gonna run with it. And right? We don't look frazzled. <clears throat> we're always gonna look frazzled. Um. Okay. So today I decided that we would have. So our podcast title is uncomfortable growth but yet we've never had we've had questions on here like an episode of questions silly questions sexual etc but never like uncomfortable uncomfortable questions and i decided that it would be even more interesting if peggy didn't know the questions that i was gonna ask and she would just have to like you get to see her facial expressions, which is going to be the best. You get to um, see her raw first thoughts on the question. Um, there's not really much time for her to think about it. Also, I haven't really put much thought to it. I just kind of just wrote it down. And then I said I would give my thought just as live as she would. So here we are. Are you nervous? Girl, I'm just concerned about what you're going to ask. But go ahead. Proceed. Okay. Okay. So the first round of questions um lord <laughs> how many people have you kissed bitch i don't remember <laughs> the fuck? I don't that was that. a stupid question that was just to kind of like open up the conversation i, I have i, I have more introspective introspective questions mm. what was the last thing you searched on your phone um actually the our logo design and where we're going to put it in the waiting area of our venue space. Oh, so like your logo sign for your event space. Yeah. So if people want to do boomerangs or take pictures, that would be like the area for them to do it if they want. Oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. What have I last searched on my phone? Um, I have to go to a wedding and I'm so not. Cute. Anyways, I have to go to a wedding. And so um, it's black tie and I'm not confident in my choice of uh outfit so i've been trying to find something really last minute i only have about one week to find Jesus. a fucking a black tie if worse comes to worse i'm just gonna keep what i have mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to really like dress it up with jewelry but i'm not really confident in what i have so there's that that was a lot. so i was looking for clothes mm-hmm. all right what is your guilty pleasure Oh my god! It does first thought like guilty pleasure. It could be food associated. It could be social settings. It could be whatever. It could be anything. Quick, these are fire. Rapid. I don't. I wouldn't consider it guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure of mine. I mean, I don't freaking know. I enjoy. I know people are like, well, duh, you should enjoy it. You know how some people hate the part of getting their feet done mm-hmm. when they're like gotta get the dead skin off your feet. I actually enjoy. It. I know how to turn off that sensation of. Like, you know, when your feet starts to tickle, mm. some people mm-hmm. are bound to kick the person that's doing it. I think that just some, I think for you, you get your feet done so often, like uh, it's like a scheduled thing for you mm-hmm. that you've kind of accustomed to getting them done and like mm-hmm. filed down. And you know what makes, and you know what else gives me a tingling sensation that I actually love? I mm-hmm. enjoy part when they're cutting the fucking cuticles, when they're cleaning whatever grows up out from the mm-hmm. nail, I guess that 
actually is soothing to me. Some people don't like certain things that people hate, like going mm-hmm. to the dentist. I'd be laying there like, yup, get my teeth clean. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be walking around with halitosis. That's what my mind is at. People are like, oh my God, I'm so scared of the dentist. I don't mind it with children. Mm-hmm. I, they have that fear. But for me, I'm like, I can't wait for my next appointment. Clean my fucking teeth. I enjoy it. I don't find it as a guilty thing for me. Okay, my guilty pleasure, my guilty pleasure um, is alone time. Like, that is the most happiest I'm ever. It's like, that's like to be alone sometimes. I love just being by myself, having a good movie or a good podcast or just having like a solid ass like playlist of music, something like bomb to eat and just be in my own space. Like, that is honestly, truly the happiest you'll ever find me. But you'll never find me because I'm alone. <laughs> Wait. Re- relating to that question you yeah. asked, I was listening to the radio because I listen to, uh, you know, I have XM. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the regular radio anymore. So this guy was, at, people were calling up saying the guilty pre- pleasures. And the guy said, stop calling them guilty pleasures. This, you shouldn't feel guilty about enjoying mm. something that makes you happy. Yeah. Like, because they were talking about songs. Like, what song? would you listen to that you listen to that you enjoy listening to that your friends probably don't think would never think because you know some people assume that because you're black you only listen to hip-hop and yes stuff or rap yep, yep, yep. but in fact uh, some of these um pop songs i've been like them shits be hitting nah for me it's definitely classical music or um instrumental only like I just sometimes Hearing words. Hearing saxophone, you know the part of the song Summer Walker has unloyal. The part with the jazz. I mean, not the jazz. Oh, you should hear the, saxophone saxophone the first over. part. Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Also, she has a song called Karma. It's the first right before she starts talking. Mm-hmm. It's so bomb. Like that very intro, mm-hmm. bomb. I like that. So when he said that, that was like when I was driving home from work. When I heard that part, and usually I skip over because he be speaking outlandish shit sometimes, but um. He was, um, for those of you who have a serious XM radios, Shade 45. It's usually he comes on in the afternoon, mm-hmm. something Jude, whatever his name is, comes on at like four or five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And he said, it, Stop calling it guilty pleasures. He's like, This is something you enjoy. People may not like it, that's fine, but it's something you, you enjoy and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. It's like, It's not a crime to listen to what you listen to, it's not a crime to enjoy these things that makes you you. Mm-hmm. Calling it guilty makes it like you got to hide yourself. Yeah, from people to do it. So I mean, you being alone. Some people might think, "Oh, that's weird." No, it's I not. I think that's what it is. You feel guilty for enjoying something because other people. Oh, I had uh, a lemon piece on my lip. Oh, you was eating lemon. It's oh, a lemon, the lemon lemon lemonada. Um. So yeah, mm, okay, some people find it strange. So like, I feel guilty even admitting to that. But fuck mm, y'all. You ain't about to make fuck me feel y'all. guilty for enjoying something that brings me peace. Right. <laughs> You bring me heartache. (laughs) All right. If you can go back in time and change something you said or did, what would it be? Stop making those damn faces. No, because what I was about to say, I stand on whatever the fuck I said. No, I'm sure there's something you've said or done Um, that you would want to change. The only thing possibly I want to change is probably like my relationship with my mom growing up. You know, my Mm -hmm. rebellious stage and not listening. I mean, it's normal teenagers Mm -hmm. or whatever. Because not realizing like, you know, the things, even though her and my dad was strict. Well, I can't say it's strict anymore because they're not strict. Yeah. And they're still alive. But um, 
they were strict in that aspect because part of it was protection, yep. fear, and whatnot. And, you know, my attitudes, I think about it now because I'm like, I can't be giving my parents these attitudes because it's like, you know, those movies or stories we hear, like, the last conversation they had with someone wasn't good yeah. and then they end up passing. I don't want that regret. I don't want mm-hmm. that on my conscience or my heart. You know, I love my parents. I may not always agree. We may not always agree with everything, but I feel like that's the only thing I probably would have changed, like, growing up. Like, yeah, but I'm thinking from a teenager lens. So, of course, it was like probably normal for me to react that Mm -hmm. way, but not realizing, you know, what if that at that moment at 16, 17, that was my last interaction with my parents and not realizing, you know what I mean? So I'm grateful that they're still here and stuff. And that wasn't the end result of that. So I think that's the only thing I'll probably change. I think for me, it would be any and everything I've said out of anger although it may have been what I was feeling, I don't think it was received in the way that I wanted you to receive it. So, and I get angry plenty of times. So any and everything I've said out of anger, whether I meant what I said, I'd rather never speak when I'm angry. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you could trade lies with one person in this room, who would it be? Why are you looking at me? Not in this room, bitch. And there's only two of us. <laughs> so you only have one fucking option. She's like, <laughs> and you, you better answer right. It better not be this that. bitch in the back either. <laughs> you gotta broaden that though. No, one person in this room. Who would it be? <laughs> That's the part that kills me. One person in the room. It's just us. <laughs> inanimate objects. Like, yeah, this I bitch has been through it with all. With all yeah, I'll trade spaces with Jessica. <laughs> Who would you trade? <laughs> Like, I would never trade. Bitch, I'm perfect. <laughs> no sir. Um. Okay. Broaden it, of course. If you could trade one pl- places with anyone, who would it be? Honestly, I don't know how to answer that because I don't want anybody else's life. Mm-hmm. I just probably want the resources they have mm-hmm. to to make my living a little bit comfortable for me. Yeah. But I wouldn't want because. These celebrities, because I know you guys will probably say she's probably gonna say a celebrity. No, mm-hmm. these celebrities literally have a life. They do the same shit we do. The only exception is we see them all the time now with social media yep. and paparazzi. I don't know if paparazzi still exists, but with social media and people always recording and stuff, we see them. But mm-hmm. they literally go to grocery stores. They spend time with their kids. They travel. The only thing is they're out and about. We know them from movies, from entertainment, or if they're athletes. In sports or whatever, that's the only thing. And Girl, the money that they have. Answer the guy. I already answered the question. But you didn't give me a name. You didn't give me a person. <sighs> there has to be one person. And not to say, like, oh, you would love to be in this person's shoes, but like, everyone has. I, a- honestly, I would like, I know you guys probably, like, here she go. I would like to be in Michelle Obama's shoes. Mm. To see what it's like to actually be in the White House. Mm. Because reading her book, Becoming, mm-hmm. how she talked about how she was raised, growing up, how she met Obama, um, Barack, I shall say, or whatever. And her experience, like seeing how it felt like to live in the White House, dealing with the day to day, trying to live a normal life, even though you're in the spotlight mm-hmm. and people taking her words out of context, like reading that part of her book, especially that part where people took her words out of context, make it seem as though she didn't like America. Yeah. Like that part really pissed me off because it's like. Y'all really wasn't trying to, y'all, y'all don't take the time to understand what people are saying. Y'all just literally take what they say and run with it instead of trying to understand the context. So I think if I could would be in that just. Okay. Um, for me, Mm -hmm. 
if I could pick one person, there obviously have to be stipulations. Mm-hmm. If I could pick one person, it would be my mom. Mm-hmm. But only because if I could carry the knowledge and experience and mental, like, like how I be- how I think and believe and view things, mm-hmm. and switch places with her, but kept her discipline, bitch, you couldn't tell me shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, my mom is very docile in some in some ways, um, but she's very disciplined and she's very much like that. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know where the fuck I got this shit from. Like Is I don't know. Ah, like uh, my dad is. We're not going there. Anyways, um, but I I have so many ideas. I'm very creative. I I just get bored easily. I get unmot. I get like lack of motivation comes like. I have a special clip for that. There's literally a clip where it says black women. The girl's literally flipping through her book. She's like, I'm bored. Let me go back to school. Or let me go start a business. <laughs> it's like, yo, literally, like, I get bored to it. I literally have to tell myself, like, you need to fucking relax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think my mom prevented herself from experiencing life in the way that I think she deserves. And so... If I could switch, it would be with her. Mm-hmm. But it's only to offer her a better life, I guess, because yeah. of all. But I have to carry what I know now and mm-hmm. how I view life with what me. She, okay. If I trade places. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. If you could have a dinner party with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Dinner party with three people, dead Wait, or alive. That takes time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You Want me to be- start? Yeah, go ahead, start. Okay. My three people would be Michael Jackson, um, Beyonce. Because they're Virgos? You think no, Virgos? no. I just like their work ethic and I just like the way they think. Mm-hmm. And I think the last person for me would be, and I don't even know if he's in the category of person or like he's not in human form, but God. Mm-hmm. The God that everyone, because I'm. I'm very conflicted in like religion, mm-hmm. right? It's just so contradicting. So it's very hard for me to like accept it for what it is. But if there was, if there is a God, I believe in higher power, but the God that you guys all talk about in your Bible, that one, if he was real, I'm not saying he's not. What I'm saying is if he's real, <laughs> I would like to be in a dinner. I just want to understand. So like Beyonce for like her motivation, her dedication and everything else. Um, because I don't have that. Uh, and then Michael for his creativity and just like his way of thinking. Um, and then the God that everyone, um, prays to that I have a very hard time accepting. <laughs> okay. Cause I thought he was going to go on a long list of like Virgos. I'm like, no, wow. no, 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 no. I just, oh, Beyonce and Michael Jackson, really? Like they're like, they're beyond any few human form of a person like if i, I don't i can't, can't compa- even speak y'all i can't even compare them to anybody like who could you compare them to <laughs> dead or alive they are the closest it. thing to god <laughs> okay i would say <clears throat> honestly i would want to sit with beyonce like ask her how do you do it yeah right um, i like her pri- yeah okay i can go on and on about beyonce but go i would like to meet jesus Mm-hmm. While you meet with God, I'll meet with Jesus. <laughs> well, we, we compare notes. <laughs> compare notes and see what's going on. I really would like to sit with him, have conversations. Yeah. Um, from the Bible's perspective, it showed that he had conversations with people. Like he would have, he would talk to the people that 
the average person would even want to look at mm-hmm. due to their conditions, right? And I still see in today's world, some people are still like that. I would like to have a conversation with him. The third person, I would like to probably have a conversation with hmm, my mom's younger self. <gasps> oh, that was a good one. Like to see... Because she's born in 1952, mm-hmm. so baby booming area, mm-hmm. era in, in Haiti. So living in Haiti in that time, um, in that era, was different from how what was going yep. in America, of mm-hmm. course. I would like to speak to her younger self, sit down, like maybe her mid-teens or mm-hmm. something, see what it was like for her. That's actually really good, actually. I would love to like meet my mom's teenage self. Right. Like, see, like, because you know how when we talk to her, she don't even remember half her teenage years. She just like, what? I don't know. No, I really want to see it because you know how they be like, I don't know where you get this energy from. Like, am I on my. You. You. Like, y'all be forgetting you birthed me. So it's definitely from you if it's not my dad. So, yes. Yeah. I highly doubt that's from your dad. That's definitely your mom. Your dad is just. Very mellow. Very chill. He, and he's always happy. Like, when you see him, he's not, he doesn't he's a, look angry he's ever. He's a jokester. My mother hates that he jokes around a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then your mom is with a serious face. She's the mom that I remember my mom being. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you have this hope that your mom can be docile like mine. I don't know. I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, okay. In what ways do you self-sabotage? <laughs> She's about to go down the list. She's about to run it down. I'm here for it. Go ahead. Can you define self-sabotage for people? Like, ruining something for yourself in whatever capacity. Like, if if an opportunity arises, you you talk yourself out of it. Um, ooh. I've done it. You said how I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, in what ways do you self-sabotage? Like, what do you do? Like, what's the... I, okay, so... Who was I talking to? I think I was on the phone with my friend Sandra like last week and I was telling her, or was it Wilson? I don't remember. It was one of the two. I said that how like um, <clears throat> growing up where my parents were strict in the sense like, you know, can't go out by yourself, can't do this. But it got to a point in stage in my life where I'm in my 20s, I can mm-hmm. drive now. There's certain things like a lot of people don't know about me. I don't do it. I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. But in my early 20s, this is where I'm supposed to be going out and explaining. I was petrified of doing things on my own. So, if, mm-hmm. like, if Jessica couldn't go with me or my other friend, I'm, you like, going. I'm not going. So, I missed out on certain things. Mm-hmm. I may have missed out. Probably it was protection, too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I may have missed out on certain opportunities because I didn't go to a certain venue that mm-hmm. was offering a certain program or I felt I wasn't good enough. So, I'd be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not ready. I don't think I'm ready for it. Not realizing that maybe going to this... Um, business form could prepare you could prepare me for something yep. or this thing for whatever reason could prepare me. But I was telling myself, no, I can't go to that. I'm not ready to go to that, or mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to go by myself. So it wasn't until like my late twenties, pushing thirties, I realized, girl, take that trip, go mm-hmm. to that brunch by yourself, go go to that women's empowerment thing by yourself, because you may meet someone else there that could be a networking <clears throat> opportunity for you to meet other women, or those women may have. Um, men in their lives or whoever in their lives that can connect me to something else that yeah. I'm looking for, right? So that's where I realized I was self-sabotaging myself mm-hmm. by like like convincing myself, well, if my friends can't go on, if they can't go with me, I'm not going. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? So I realized not to do that. So 
the only way I tell myself no I'm not doing it is if I feel like I do not have the mental capacity to handle it at the mm-hmm. moment I'm not I literally feel like physically not ready mentally not ready because I have a lot going on but I no longer tell myself oh, you shouldn't do it because you know for whatever reason I'm trying to psych myself out of yeah doing it. I, I think it's more out of fear of doing something by yourself yeah um for me I self-sabotage and when I don't feel confident in something Mm-mm. um <clears throat> I blame it on like my perfectionism so like I'll say oh I'm I, I how am I gonna phrase this okay I'm a perfectionist right and so sometimes if it's something I don't want to do um, or if it's something that I'm afraid of, I'll mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, it's not going to come out the way I want it to. It's not going to come. It's the, how I envision it to be. I don't have enough time for it. So I will just self-sabotage in that way. Like, mm-hmm. um, because of fear, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's all based on fear. Now we see the, the correlation here, guys. Fear will hinder you from doing things. Yeah. Yep. And you miss but, out And then you realize, because then there's been up. Uh, other opportunities where I was kind of pushed to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I, I, I try to, like, talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I get there, and it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was actually even better than I thought it was going to be. I like it here. And I, lo- <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> um, and I actually learned something in that space. Um, so, yeah. Fair is, uh, it just, mm. it, de- it dehabilitates you in so many ways where, like, you miss out on so many great opportunities. Yep. All right. Are there any conversation topics that make you uncomfortable? Like, what makes you uncomfortable? Um, what are something like some conversation topics that make you uncomfortable? None, actually. Use a fucking lie. No, I don't think there's no conversation right now that if I brought it up, you would be like, I, I don't want to talk about that right now. No, sometimes it may and that may not be I'm uncomfortable, may not be ready to talk about it, but mm. it wouldn't make me feel like, oh no, like I'm uncomfortable talking about talking to people about that. No, mm. it's just not ready, or I feel like it's not the appropriate space for me to talk about it. But I, at this stage of my life, I'm not. Un- I've heard the most disgusting conversation. I'd be all in it like for real. <laughs> Say more. That is the nosy in you. <laughs> Part of it's the nosy in me. You know, some people like they just can't have certain conversation over dinner. Yeah. I'll speak. I'm gonna still eat. <laughs> say with chest. Say with your chest. I'm gonna still eat. Say what you gotta say. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No, I'm not uncomfortable with yeah. any conversation. It may a question may be brought up. I'm like, and mentally, I wasn't prepared to discuss that or yeah, open yeah. those can of worms yet. Yep. But not uncomfortable where it's like making me squirmish that I don't want to speak about it. Yeah. How about you? Um, we all. I think I've said this in another uh, episode, but I am uncomfortable talking about sex on here. Oh, I'll talk sex podcast. on this motherfucking here podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one because I can never like articulate my perception of sex and like my preferences and all that in a way that I won't be judged. And I feel like, regardless of the fact, people are gonna judge you. Mm. Whatever. I know this. Am I ready to deal with that judgment and have to defend my thoughts and my feelings and my viewpoints? I'm probably not because I'm going to fight. Like, you don't fucking know me. This fucking hour conversation that we have every week, you couldn't even like, even if we spoke, even if we dropped an episode every fucking week, you still wouldn't know me as a person. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, one, because I'm constantly evolving, but two, it was never a conversation to be had in the house when I grew up. So it's always uncomfortable for me as an adult to have those conversations. Cause it was kind of like, we don't talk like that. We don't speak about those things. That is a private matter. And this is why we ended up pregnant early. Cause y'all want to talk about it. Listen, I mean, in any, in any, um, decision in life decisions, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm bringing, I'm, I'm jumping off topic and I want to stay on topic. But long story short, sex is always difficult for me to talk to, even though I'm very fluid and, um, in that way. But, yeah. Anyways, next question. Would you rather find your soulmate or your life's purpose? <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to be the one, too. I think I already found my soul. I think I already found my soulmate. But no, if you didn't have either or. Okay, my life's purpose. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I wonder, like, why, bitch? Why am I here? Right. Am I, I am doing? not here to be kept. Why am I? Who am I here for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, what? what Hello what? out there. <laughs> I feel like people see soulmate for me is such a patriarch. Patriarch way of thinking like oh i gotta find my soulmate and settle down and have a family and have kids or whatever whatever um and that's not gonna be the root of your happiness i think the root of your happiness is gonna be coming from your life's purpose so if you truly want to be happy in life you need to find your life's purpose you might still find you your soulmate put- that way anyways if those are what you're I know, seeking. but like your soulmate can make you happy, but like, do you want your happiness to be solely based on a physical person? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not basing it off of to find the happiness within that person. I'm saying like with the life purpose, like you're happy in in the mixture. You you um you're you're, you're, you're not blending the you're blending the question. The Sorry. question is either or. <laughs> uh, whatever. And my thing is, a soulmate. I assume. I can only imagine is in the physical form when that physical form is gone. Okay. When I think of soulmate in life's purpose, I think of happiness, right? So which one do you want to be the root of your happiness? Do you want it to be a physical form of a person who's going to bring all these great memories, experiences, and happiness in your life? Or do you want something that is yours and is meant for you, curated for you? To make you happy. And you can't take it because it's not a physical form. It's a thing. It's an, I guess, it's not even an inanimate object. It's like a thing. What, whatever your, whatever it is, whether being a teacher is your life purpose or whatever. But I just, I just, I just can't put my happiness on a person. I just, I like, I literally well, cannot. you didn't really necessarily break that down in the question. Well, that was the question, but now that... You, okay, fair enough, because you, cause you jumbled the the question, and I'm going to... And I just kind of gave you, like, a focal point. So you can jumble, jumble and blend the question. So, okay, the happiness part, I get it. Yeah. I do not believe in <clears throat> solely believing that this person your happiness is supposed to be in another person because trust and believe they're going to upset you. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to get angry. So what you going to do now when that, that, that happiness mm-hmm. kind of fiddle, fiddle, fizzles Fizzle away, out, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause it's like, we're human. We evolve every day, evolve every day. Like you said, I probably am not the same person I was like a month ago. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So I cannot solely base my whole happiness on a person. Now, if you 
if we were taught to like find our life's purpose, but love people along the way without hurting them, of course, some people are not going to mm-hmm. agree with your decisions mm-hmm. along that path. You, without even intending on finding a soulmate, you might find your soulmate in the process mm-hmm. of your life purpose that you not saying you guys like the same things, but you guys are on that same journey mm-hmm. and you guys understand each other. Because if I'm on the path to find my life purpose, but you're on the path of something else, sometimes it may not click. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm on, we're both on that same path and we end up, our paths end up intertwining with each other and it's meant to be, mm-hmm. if it's meant to be, that's like double the pleasure for me. I right. feel like, you know what I mean? But if it's solely based on happiness, then absolutely not. Don't put your whole happiness in another human being. Right. Listen, kids piss you off. Can you imagine a whole adult pissing you off? Uh, yeah. Now what? Right. Now you're upset. Now you don't want to be with him or her, whatever. So I don't, I've learned not to put my happiness on a person because sometimes I don't wake up happy every single day. So why would mm-hmm. I expect that person to make me right. happy every day? And that's what we got to get out of that grass. Like, Oh, I ne- it was, it was, I think common thing to hear where, Oh, I need to find someone to make me whole or my better half. I get that saying the whole better half thing, but I want to be my whole person meeting mm-hmm. another whole person. And we combine these whole people together. Mm-hmm. Not half and half. Cause where's my other half? Right. The other half is missing. Right. And then now you're, you're missing yourself. This is when you start noticing red flags and other shit that, like, shit, maybe we weren't supposed to connect yeah. with each other. So yeah. from those different perspectives, if it's solely based on happiness, yeah. no. Like, it's always life. nice to have a soulmate, of yeah. course, because um, that's the person that will know your inner mm-hmm. self. But um, when that when that physical form is gone, right. where are you going to get your happiness from? Right. That's why I feel like if it's solely based on happiness find your life's purpose, purpose yep. but if it's like on the whole concept of um just doing it without expecting to find mm-hmm. someone and you know when they say when you least expect it that's mm-hmm. when things come your way who knows you might find the person of your dreams i don't know but when you're putting in your mind like i know i'm gonna find the man of my dream when i if i do this then you're not really yeah for you People who are like, I just need to find a man and I'll be happy. Mm-mm. You need help. Anyways, what is the most challenging thing you're... Jessica, the dyslexia is coming out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. What is the most challenging thing you're dealing with in your life right now? What is the most challenging... Okay, girl. <laughs> Blue boys. Okay. What is the most challenging thing you're dealing with in your life right now? And I already know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Um, you already know the, like, finally trying to open up the venue space mm-hmm. and stuff. And I can't wait for you. I want to have a podcast about that. <laughs> open up the venue space. And I think that's the only biggest challenge I'm having right now. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that's truly stressing me out. That's it. Like... Not everything in my life is perfect, but mm-hmm. those are doable. Ch- I can handle those. Those are like, oh, I'll go to sleep and wake up tomorrow and handle it. But mm-hmm. this is what it's like, because this is what's putting a hold on mm-hmm. the money-making aspect, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want people passing out in your venue if it gets too hot, especially when you get alcohol mm-hmm. mixed in. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even though we're dealing with that, I mean, th- there's small little victories in there. Mm-hmm. Like, we got approved by the state for our, for our alcohol license. It's just that we have full to, license, like full license. I can have beer, alcohol, like heavy mm-hmm. alcohol, not just wine and beer, 
Like the full thing. Wine and spirits. <laughs> Wine and spirits. I don't know why they call them spirits. It's dumb because it takes your fucking spirit out. It takes your fucking soul, soul out. and it sucks the fucking soul out. <laughs> but yeah, continue. All right, so I guess my most challenging thing at this very moment is combating what I am associating as depression. I have no motivation to do anything. If you let me sleep, I will fucking sleep all day. All day. And people, I think, unfortunately, especially at work, I come, like, they say, like, depression looks like looks different On everyone. In, in everyone, right? So because I'm a functioning depressed person, they think I'm not depressed or they think I'm not, like, dealing with shit. Um, and it's no one specific thing. I think it's just... I'm burnt out and I'm just like ready to sleep. So I've told my therapist I was a functional depressed person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm doing everything I gotta do because mm-hmm. I need to do it. I need to live. Like, yeah. Because people think automatically you're depressed, you're suicidal. You're supposed to be suicidal. You're supposed to be in bedridden, no matter what responsibilities are at the door. Like you just ignore them, there's and that's not things, true. There's different. Just like we know, pregnancy is different in everybody. Mm-hmm. Having certain sicknesses are different for everybody. Uh, depression is the same way too. It's different for everyone. Right. And it looks different, and there's different. There's levels. Layers. Because yeah. I can get up every day and go to work, do what I got to do, mm-hmm. and s- still not feel like myself, not happy. I whatever. guess the best way to depict what type of depression we're talking about is, like, imagine somebody who's just, like, walking, but they have chains and balls attached to their legs, and they're just, like, pushing through. Mm-hmm. And they're just pushing through, and they're just pushing through. Because we're laughing, we're smiling, we're doing all that fun, <laughs> all this shit, and we're joking. This is probably the things that make the depression less depressing (laughs) like recording or being around family and stuff like that so i try not to like fall into this let's just sleep let's just sleep until it's gone um so i put myself in spaces and in places uh, where i'm forced to be alive i guess wow the pressure is getting worse (laughs) (laughs) anyways when's the Mm-hmm. Dyslexia. Okay. When was the last time you felt deeply inspired and why? You know what? You know what? Actually, <clears throat> weirdly enough, I think it was before COVID mm-hmm. when Tyler Perry won that award and he was talking about like keep doing what you need to do for yourself and pretty much talking about how he literally just purchased a land to create his own studio mm-hmm. and the land that he purchased it from was once previously a confed considered confederate land mm-hmm. if anyone knows what confederates are these are people who wanted to keep slavery alive to keep their traditions going so don't let these new age people whitewash history because that's did mm-hmm. what culture were they trying to keep slavery because that was their money maker in the south so anyways um and that motivated me but it made me sad because it's like as a as a group and i know with black people we are all over the freaking world black people are mon- not we're not monolithic like mm-hmm. we're not just one person you see in various skin tones, hairstyles, how our hair can defy gravity. Some of us have super straight hair. Some of us have super curly hair or coily hair, whatever. It just pains me sometimes that we're so stuck on our differences, mm-hmm. whether it's culture or language, that we don't realize how, like, together we can come as one. Like, other cultures, other groups of people will protect their culture no matter where they're at. 
mm-hmm. but we don't do the same. But we fail to realize how like everything else moves because of black people, no matter where we're at. It don't. I don't care if you're African. I don't care if you're from the Caribbean or from South America, Central America, or from these parts of the United States, Canada, mm-hmm. whatever. We are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things in society move. They imitate us. Yeah. They don't do it right, of course. You know, like we say, you can take the recipe, but you don't have the same sauce. And we already know <laughs> that a lot of people like to pull from our culture. And the thing, and I'm telling y'all this, and I think I said it last time, last season. Stop inviting everybody to our fucking cookout. And I'm speaking figuratively. Mm-hmm. Stop inviting people to the fucking because they know how to do a little something that we consider black. Stop because this is why anyone can step into our culture and do whatever the fuck else they want. When I see other prominent black people do well, I like to see all black people do well. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's in the realm of what people consider ghetto or the undesirable black people. I love us. I just wish we could do better because white people got people what they would consider white trash and they. They will still, they might separate them Mm -hmm. from society, but they won't disown them. They'll still defend Mm -hmm. them if need be, but we don't. And we're so quick to down each other. Like, I don't have to like every single fucking thing you do. I really don't. But we can come together for Mm -hmm. certain things, you know? We can come together for certain things. Like, I don't even got to know you from a hole in wall. We know the common cause. Protect right. our culture. Protect what we got going on. Or whatever. Don't just let anybody in here. Because when you let anybody in, they fuck up the energy. And y'all know this. It sounds like your house. You don't just let anybody in your house. Because mm-hmm. they fuck up the energy. And this is what I feel like been going on with black culture. Like, we allow just anyone to come in because they know how to do a few things. Or oh, they can Lord. speak our lingo. Yeah. You ain't saying nigga around me. That's <clears> all. <throat> but <laughs> I think when I see, like, people like <clears throat> Tyler Perry or even just regular black people doing the th- things that I see online on social media, I'm like, yo, this is why I love us. Like, just that thread I sent to you the other day, changing the word scream to scroll. Scramped. <laughs> Scramped. Never scrimped like that before. <laughs> The scream I just scrolled. Like, shit like that. Like, <laughs> what other culture you know that can come up with shit? And we create our own, like, vocabulary. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And you know, given another day or two, TikTok influencer, and we know who they are. They're going to be creating their own <laughs> stuff and trying to say it the way we say it and don't have no flavor. Because they have a few black friends. I'm giving just salt and pepper. Salt, a little salt and pepper. They might add a little Mrs. <laughs> Dash, if, they, if you will. Oh, my but God. I... Yeah. I truly feel inspired and moved when I see our own kind doing Mm -hmm. dope things. And we're not just viewed in the light or perspective of as a drug dealer or on drugs or not, just not giving a fuck. Mm -hmm. And this levels to blackness. And I just hate when we're viewed as one. Yeah. We're grouped. Yeah. Yep. Um, for me, the last time was the most recent, um, one of, uh, our past guests, um, Keisha released her um, podcast and I listened to the first episode and I was like my creative juices were just flowing I was over here like okay Jessica we need to do something so I have like these creative thoughts in my head that I'm trying to put on paper so that I can start the process of what I'm try- what I want to do for myself um, but yeah that was the last time I felt true. Like I listened. It was only twenty four minute podcast. Um, it's called Black Coffee Before Dawn. Everyone should go and listen to it. It's very fucking good. Thank Just you, like Keisha. A, yeah, thank you, Keisha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like 
she's genuinely you want to know something's funny so we went to middle school i'm the awkward girl in middle school i don't even know how peggy became my friend but i was the awkward girl in middle school and so when peggy was like oh i think i have a great person for this podcast episode and she said keisha and i'm like damn i don't even remember if keisha liked me or if i didn't like keisha like how did that relationship go but the minute she walked in the energy she brought was like I don't even remember what our relationship was like in high school and middle school, but it didn't matter in that moment because she came in with positive energy. She's genuinely a positive person. Like it, what you see on her podcast, on her page mm-hmm. is who she is 24 seven. Yeah. Like to the point where like she stayed probably like an, a, a little over an hour after yeah, recording, just talking. just talking, just talking and how much she wants to how what all the plans she has for black black businesses black women and like where her thought is on that i just i i don't know she just that podcast episode was just the first episode and it was nothing it was just her just explaining what she's doing but like i don't know i felt the energy so that's what the last time i was inspired okay what makes you feel free Not you running your hand through that fucking horse hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, first the fuck of all, it's my hair because <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what girls say. It's my hair though. I bought it. Um, what makes me feel free is like a I don't know taking a good trip. Like when I have to hop on a plane. And mind mm-hmm. you, I hate planes. Mm-hmm. Hate them. Mm-hmm. But I feel good. And this is me, like, an hour into that new city. You say, I, 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 I can live here. I can live here. I can really live here. <laughs> but, no, I truly feel free because when I literally, once I, once I see that cement building, welcome to Boston, Lord, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> but I really. Once you hear the pilot said, we are now entering Boston. Like, fuck you. <laughs> And he'll go over and clapping. Like, what you fucking clapping for? It's cold out here. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But um, I, I truly feel free no matter where I'm going. Yeah. Especially if especially if it's a new place I haven't been. Super exciting. That's when I truly feel like, oh, my God, I can't. Because I know that I made reservations for certain things. Mm-hmm. But I'm just excited to see, like, the people there and what it's like. Especially with, especially black culture. Whenever I stay at a city... I want to see the African-American Museum, what art mm. they have. The last time I went, le- physically left Massachusetts, I went to Houston. And their African-American History Museum is so fucking dope. The mm. day parties, the brunch spots, everything, everyone's pretty much friendly, the ones that I met. And the, the vibes, just us getting along. I don't got to fucking know you. Just us getting along and seeing different aspects of houston just for houston i'm only speaking in regards to houston for the few days that i was there i really truly enjoyed it and this was me i i can stay i can live out here and the cost of living is totally different the oh housing, my god yeah you can get a big ass house with a big ass yard for but is the cost is the cost like is the salary <sighs> so the salary is different i feel like it depends like if you have a job here that can truly you can transfer over there and they, mm, they it'll work out perfect and, and there's a need I think it'll work out perfect. I personally would not teach in Texas because of you guys see what they've been doing on the news when it comes to teaching mm. real history. They have a problem with that. I would get fired on the spot. So no. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to teach out there. You be, you be in jail. <laughs> She's so. teaching. What are they? What are they reading? Um, 
something what, what critical is, critical um thinking is it critical? no critical race theory but yeah. race theory racism is not a fucking theory it's not something we can like we can ponder about it if it's actually happening it is fucking happening it's, it's happened happening. it's happening so there's no theory behind it i'm not gonna do a thesis a hypothesis and all this and do research we know yeah. it so when these research studies be coming out like it is in fact true that black women are dying at higher rates we knew this duh what are you telling me yeah we already knew um all right so for me i truly feel free because a lot of times i feel like i'm performative like i have to present a certain way when i'm around specific people Mm -hmm. but i truly feel free when i am talking with or around my cousin who everyone knows is like that's my soulmate um i don't lying to me no, but I feel like I have to present. Like, I can't. Like, sometimes the way I think, I don't feel like anyone can really understand me. Like, because it's not, it's not packaged in a way that you can just, I say it, I regurgitate it to you, and you understand right away. It's something you have to process. It's something you have to, like, what the fuck is she talking about? Because I'm so all over the place with my in my brain. So, I a lot of the times, probably 90% of the time, I don't say what's in my head right away. I have to process it, package it, and then deliver it to you. Because that's the only way you're going to understand. I don't want to have to explain my thoughts. So in my head, when I'm talking to somebody and we're having a conversation, um, I have to like, Jessica, she asked you this question. All right, like, let's make sure it's formatted correctly. Make sure it makes sense to everybody. Like, that's how my brain thinks. So when I'm talking to my cousin, I could literally just throw up whatever is in my brain and my cousin is already programmed to put the pieces where they need to go and make sense of it and so it's not it's it's very minimal thinking i just say what i say and she understands and so that's when i truly feel free thanks sandy anyways how would you describe me in three words and you better be fucking honest and not funny (laughs) Uh, procrastination. <laughs> Procrastinator. <laughs> but it, it it's just you, so I know. And that's why I say procrastination. Um, yeah, procrastinator. I can say you're you care beyond words mm-hmm. for the people around you. I wouldn't even say you're a caring person. I, I, I need to find another descriptive word for that because you're beyond that. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally feel like you're goofy in a good way. Like you may find it awkward, but I think it's what makes you you. Your goofiness. Mm. I thought you were gonna say creative. Well, you already mentioned that you're creative. I don't and I already mentioned that. I'm procrastinating, but yet you used it. <laughs> 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 Bitch, be fucking, be fucking original at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mention procrastination about a hundred times on this goddamn podcast. This here podcast. Ooh, yeah. Okay, let me get to my three. <laughs> um, I would say driven. Driven as fuck. Like you know what you want, and you're gonna fucking do it no matter what it takes. I will say, oh, worry, what, worry, what? Is that the word? 
Yeah, worry, worry. Because as many times as I fucking told this bitch that it's going to be done, she still proceeds to remind me of things that I need to get done. I, mean, I, I thought it was a worry word. But okay. Yeah, because in your head, like, I need definitive answers. I can't say, oh, yeah, it'll get done. Like, you said it earlier. Yeah. You said, I, whenever she asks me about something, it's, it's almost always pertaining to the podcast. But, like, if she says, like, hey, did you get this done? I'm like, did you get it? <laughs> you didn't get it? This is not fucking done. <laughs> the fuck are you asking me? But in my head, it's not even the due date for it. So, like, it's not, like, you know I'm a procrastinator. But, yeah, you still ask me about things that... I still have a lot of time in my head to do. <laughs> Glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> this will only have a day last year. I got to I got to figure out how I'm going to upload this podcast by tomorrow. Fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, but it gets on. done. That's one thing I've proven. The only time it didn't get done was that day I lost a whole fucking well, that edit. that had nothing to do with you. Yeah. No I was ready. Like, all right, upload that and go to bed. Bitch, when I got back into that goddamn application and it was gone, this thing that screen was white as these lights. Right <laughs> I'm like, where's the video? I don't see this. This is me giving hope. Maybe it'll pop up by tomorrow. Let's go. Let's sleep on it. Let's sleep it off. I woke up at four o'clock, mad concerned about it, and we had to just push the whole fucking episode a whole week. I yeah. was so mad. So ghetto. Okay, so um, what did I say? De- what did I say? Determine and worry, worry, a worry, worry, and then third. I will say, um, hmm, what can I say about you? Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to make sure I don't use something that we already said on this fucking podcast. Because, <laughs> you know, that's cheating. <laughs> oh um, and I think, I think a solid ass friend. That's what I think. You all ten your toes down, ten toes the fuck down. <laughs> a solid ass friend because you've you're the longest friend I've had, and I don't ever question your friendship, even though you get on my goddamn nerves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the I've literally never questioned her friendship, like, never. I never said, mm, That bitch is lying. <laughs> I never thought about that. That bitch is fake. I've never thought of that. You you fake ass bitch. <laughs> you fake ass bitch. Actually, I will say this. I wanted to bring this up, but I'm, before the last question, because we have one more question. Um, I had told Peggy that I was going to do something on a specific date. That date <laughs> came and went, right? And it was towards the end of the night. And she was like, hey. And I was like, fuck. I was like, <laughs> And I told her like, yo, I completely forgot. And I know she had to take a breath. <laughs> she was probably like, yo, these lights are hot as shit. But <laughs> no, it's me laughing. Um, and I know she probably had to breathe before she sent me this voice note. Oh no, no, I wasn't. Um, but oh, she shit. was like, okay, I need you to. What did you say specifically? I need you to do what? Basically. In summary, she said, "I need you to, oh, I need you to take ownership of the things that you said you were going to do because I'm, I'm like stretched beyond my my stretched beyond my capacity, and so it's it's hard for me to like hold you accountable for something that you already took ownership of." And I said, instead of being angry at her for her calling me out on my bullshit. I appreciated it. I was like, you know what? She's absolutely fucking right. There's literally no reason why for me to be defended, def- offensive or defensive with her. 
because she's not saying anything wrong. And so in that very second, I came up with two. I came up with everything I said I was going to come up with. I was like, bitch, say less. I got you. But you see how quick that bitch came. That bitch came in 30 minutes. She got all her fucking answers. When I sent it, I said, oh, shit, Jessica might get mad. No. Because I feel like she goes, bitch. Bitch. (laughs) First of all, I'm going to do it. It's going to get done. Yeah. yeah. No, because it was like, I'm driving home. I just finished doing touch-up paint. And doing all this other stuff, and I'm like exhausted. I'm like, oh shit! When I get home, I want to like mm-hmm. connect with Justin connect and with see Justin. what she got with all the shit that she said so she's we can gonna do. Match up and stuff. And so next thing you know, she's like, wait, I forgot. And I think, but I, I literally, I wasn't even worried because I wasn't angry. I was just saying like, I just need your help in mm-hmm. this. Like, I need you to kind of step up a little yeah. bit because I don't want us both falling behind yeah. on anything. And I we, think that's honestly one of my like superpowers. Like I never get offended when my friends hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what tone you give it to me in. If I said I was gonna do something and I didn't do it, you have every right to cuss me out, yell at me, whatever. And I will never, ever be like fuck you, bitch. I'm like say less. I got you. I'm about to do that shit right now. I'm about to do it better than I I was expecting to do it before. Mm-hmm. Like no, hell no. Well, hell? That's that's what. Uh, real friend and an understanding person does because some people don't like to be held accountable like when they do things they're not supposed to do and the person approaches them yeah, like, well yeah. I blah 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 it or, is embarrassing I think people get defensive because they're embarrassed yeah it, it's okay but if I'm as long as I feel like as long as I'm not like like yesterday when I told you about it mm-hmm. I didn't yell like well Jessica you were supposed to yeah. blah. no I didn't do that I just literally said I just need you to step up because I I yeah. am falling behind on certain things because this space is like taking up so much yeah. of my time. Because mm-hmm. yesterday I really didn't feel like going there after work, mm-hmm. and you know now it gets darker now so mm-hmm. early. It's like fuck, I don't want to go, but let me go and get out the way because after we record today, I want to go home and lay down mm-hmm. before I go to this function later. So I was like, I'm not going to Pembroke to go do any of these things. So. I feel like it depends your level of friendship with people. Yeah, and I think we have too many years of friendship to get yeah, offended by each other. That's why I was like, eh, there's no need to lie or sugarcoat okay. it. Just, just let her know. But I really thought she was going to say, bitch. No, hell no. Because <laughs> I specifically told her because she seemed overwhelmed when, when I made this promise to her. So I was like, don't worry about it. I got you. Because she's like, okay, let's do this right now. I'm like, right now I don't have the capacity. But mm-hmm. on this day, I will do it. It will get done. And so she said, Say less. It is what? like It was like 9 o'clock at night. And she's like, so what's up? And I'm like, I forgot. And then she was, and then she just said it. I, I don't know if it was. I, honestly, you could have yelled at me and I wouldn't have been offended. So. No. Um, but yeah. That, that's Wait, that. no. Because you said if an adult yells no, at you, you be, shut down. No. When you're yelling at me to get your point across about oh. something that you're not understanding. Like, if I said to you and gave you a fucking deadline and I did not meet that deadline, you have every fucking right to yell at me and i would never get offended i remember a co-worker cussed me out well when i say cuss me out i mean like in the most nicest way right. i told her because i kept asking her to delegate because she was overwhelmed i'm like delegate to me whatever you think i can like take on because i didn't have a lot of things on my plate at the time because I was, I was very new to the job mm-hmm. but she's still a great friend of mine's and i still like that's my that's my dog <laughs> um and so she delegated some work to me, but I it dropped out of my to-do list because I was doing other things. And this is around the time that I was in Florida for two months. And, of course, sidetracked with the kids and everything else. So <clears throat> when she had called me the next time, like, hey, this 
this client had asked about this is this all set i was like oh my god i completely forgot let me get on that right now and she's like just i'm gonna need you if i'm gonna delegate you need to do it like if if i can't like hold you if i can't depend on you when you've literally asked me to delegate then i'm not gonna delegate anymore Mm -hmm. and i said say less imagine this is a person i have maybe less than a year friendship um so I could have easily been offended, but I told her, I was like, you know what? My bad. I'm completely sorry. I'll get that done right now. And I got it done in 30 minutes. And that's another thing. That's exactly why I procrastinate because I get shit done so goddamn fast. It's not even funny. Mm. But anyways, that's besides the point. Okay. My last question is what do you love most in life? If you can, if you can break it down to just one thing, oh, I what do say you one word? Don't do that. No, no, no. Yeah. One thing person it has to be one it could be a thing a person whatever what do you love most in life Mm. it could be like a when i say thing person or like an experience i guess low-key as much as i'm not a nature person Mm -hmm. really not but i truly enjoy those random moments no matter where I'm driving, even if I'm not the one driving, I'm in a car mm-hmm. and just seeing nature in its form with no mm-hmm. interference of humans. Yeah. Like, in its form. Like, okay, for example, when I was um, in Jamaica, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to catch the sunrise because I'm still sleeping, but the sun setting, I thought it was so dope. It mm-hmm. looked beautiful. And those are things like, <clears throat> it might sound cliche, but you don't realize, like, sometimes, like, Okay, yes, I'm talking about to talk about death. That may have been my last mm-hmm. sunset that I ever witnessed. You know what I mean? But just to look at it and see it. And, it's, and I was on an island, so it was so dope. It was so mm-hmm. beautiful. But even just like when I'm driving, especially during the summer when we have beautiful sunsets, you don't peep it because you're busy trying to get somewhere. And you sit at a stoplight and you're like, oh, the sky looks pretty. Like purplish pink and the sun's about to set or mm-hmm. just a rainbow just finishing from yes. after a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Those are the small things I feel like. As a kid, I used to be like, ooh, that looks so pretty. But as I became an adult and busy with fast-paced life, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get here. I got to here. I didn't take the time to cherish those moments. So just chilling and seeing nature and its element do its thing, like birds just chirping. Like mm-hmm. those things, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like that bird has its purpose. Woke up this morning. It may have been annoying because it was waking mm-hmm. me the fuck up, but... Things that we get irritated by, low key, it's like just enjoy those little small things because you never know where it might be your last or something might happen that you can no longer enjoy those mm-hmm. things no more, right? So I think I don't know how to describe that one thing, but just nature being in itself. Yeah. I don't like hanging out in the woods, I'll let you know right now. But yeah, just same. seeing nature in its element, I'm like, oh, just this is dope. I like, right. I like this. Um, I think for me, the mo- the one thing I love most about life <clears throat> is when people when I when I can experience people in their vulnerable state. Um, because one vulnerability is so like a no no, and especially now, like when people can be vulnerable around me, and humans can just be themselves and not feel performative and not feel like they need to be a specific way of or act a certain way and they could just be vulnerable with me. It, it kind of makes me like just enjoy the human experience. It just makes me enjoy like people and uh, appreciate them. 
So I think what I love most about life is when people can truly be vulnerable and I get to be part of that, experience that, see that, mm-hmm. in whatever capacity. Um, I think it's dope. It makes me love the, it's just love, it makes me love humanity. It just it makes me love, like, I think that's why I got so. I, I went to school for early childhood education. And I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot be a teacher. I hate it here. <laughs> um, and then I changed it to sociology and just the way humans interact in groups and just like the way of thinking is just like so fascinating to me. So when I get to experience a glimpse of somebody being vulnerable, it's just like you can never you can never take that for granted. And that's why I say naturally. <clears throat> for those of you who believe in a God, I don't think he or she ever placed this on this earth to be by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have some, when you say, you but that's the thing though. When you say by yourself, not, people think like you have to find a partner. No, 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 no. When I say by yourself, yeah. I mean not, and this is what we got to get out of our heads. Stop thinking relationships. All yeah, the fucking time. exactly. Cause I was going to say, fix it. Jesus. No, stop thinking relationships. I mean, human interaction, meaning like if we God didn't design us to be by ourselves in a sense, like you're supposed to have not only just family, but some type of level of friendship, or even if you don't know a person, to be able to connect to another human being, even if they live somewhere else, you may not have shared the same home mm-hmm. or the same workspace as them, but you guys connect on a different level. Yeah. Oh, crap, we like the same music, or we like Especially the same Especially if you don't come from the same background. Yes, I think that's dope, and I, I don't think we're ever created. From the time of birth, you see how babies need to connect to someone. A yeah. loving person, if you're causing them harm, they ain't going to flourish, but yeah. a loving home, a loving person, whoever that may be, we naturally are designed yeah. to connect with other humans, not be alone in a space, in a sense. There's nothing wrong with being alone from time to time. Mm-hmm. But when it consumes you to the point that you hate human interaction, like, this is when it gets concerning because we need to interact with people. And I get it. There's some fucked up individuals yeah. out there. Trust me. Mm-hmm. We try to avoid those type of people every day. But with dope humans out there, there's dope people out there. That's what I love. That's why I like to see People that you would never expect to connect with, you end up connecting with them. Yeah. So stop thinking when I talk about being alone or being in relationships, <clears> there's <throat> friendships. I mean, my brain went there, but thank you. <laughs> no, for but that. some people might think, oh yeah. my God, here she goes, I'm a relationship. No. Like, being alone means not having any friends, anyone you can yeah. connect with. Yep, yep, yep. And your only connection is social media. Those people ain't real. People be lying Those on the internet. Lying. Lying for friend. Um, lying on Beyonce's internet. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> anyways i hope you guys enjoyed us being vulnerable for some reason we always find a way um to make jokes out of serious fucking questions well that's black people for y'all we joke about every damn thing (laughs) we don't take shit serious we don't take nothing serious so yeah but i actually truly enjoyed this episode and i hope you guys did too i kind of like my favorite episodes is when we have guests or when we just do like random questions and stuff like drinking game whatever but anyways that's all for today um if you haven't already please like subscribe comment and do what you gotta do if you are listening to us on apple spotify anchor anchor whatever it is make sure you leave a comment leave some rating give us a rating whatever it is whatever you feel we are deserving of um but yeah i appreciate you guys checking in with us and we'll catch you later peace out